Hello and welcome to episode 3 of That American Podcast. Uh, last week, sorry for no episode, I uh, got quite busy with my schedule, summer getting started and that sort of thing. But we are back this week, and it's going to be a little bit different. Instead of talking about news stories, I'm basically going to be talking about um, some opinion things, some different things that I, I think about where we're going, the future, the present of politics in both America and elsewhere. So, let's get started. Um, I think one of the biggest shifts in American politics, obviously, in the past few years, uh, let's go from 2004. 2004, John Kerry versus George W. Bush. And that was a big, a big election because it pitted George Bush, which at that point a lot of people were just now starting to get on the We Hate Bush train. And John Kerry came up to challenge that. And the reason why it was such a big election, I think, is because it, in ways that had never before, had not been seen in years, decimated the Democratic Party. Uh, losing the election of 2000 with Al Gore really wasn't that big of a deal for the Democrats. They were still able to get in their ideas and basically get to places, and they're still able to get into places of power in the government. They were still able to run things and have a sizable number of people in power. But when they lost the 2004 election, you didn't see much of them because then the Republicans gained Congress. So you didn't see very much of them. But they made a comeback in 2006, which is often the case. Now, obviously, it didn't des- we, the Democrats didn't lose as badly as the Republicans did in 2008, and I'm getting to that. But... In 2004, the Democratic Party really didn't have many places to go. I think the one, one of the main things that election is remembered for is giving Barack Obama his first big spotlight uh, when he spoke at the Democratic National Convention in 2004. And that was the first time anyone really heard of him. And as we can see, he went straight to the top from there. 2008, I think, is the most important election cycle of the past, oh, 20 years not for the candidate elected, or not necessarily for the candidate elected, but I'm talking about it from the perspective of what happened and what it means for the future of American politics. 2008 was, many people would call it a monumental disaster for the Republican Party. And I, I, I would be tempted to agree with that, because... The Republican Party didn't really have it together. They decided to put forth a moderate, and that didn't work out. Now, whether or not that didn't work out because he John McCain was a moderate is debatable. But the the end result is the Democrats gathered the result, the um, respect, and the desire the desire of the people was for the Democrats to get elected, and that showed quite powerfully in the 2008 elections. Uh, the, the biggest way was the Congress that had been elected in 2006, the Democratic Congress, which was one of the lowest rated Congresses in history, was re-elected, and even more Democrats were elected in. And I think a lot of that was the fact that most of it was Barack Obama, and the fact that he was a Democrat, and they were like, oh, Democrats can't be all bad. And the other part of it was the Republicans had just done a horrible job of advertising themselves. Now... A lot of it's just inevitability, because there's a tendency for, in America especially, but in, in all political systems, in all democracies, there's a tendency to want to change the leadership party after 
a few years, unless that leadership party is very good. You see that in Reagan. Uh, you see that in uh, FDR. Both of their vice presidents were elected immediately. And I really think that a great way of determining how popular a president was is if his vice president runs and then consequently gets elected right after him. That means that I, – I typically think that means that they really like that president enough to elect someone who they believe will carry on the same value. And that's not always the case. But I think that in the past 20 years, we haven't seen an election as big and sh shaking as the 2008 election. And like I said, typically the, the tendency is to change. And that was one of the big things. They wanted to change from George W. Bush. So that's, I think that's one of the main motivating reasons why the Democrats were elected so heavily because everyone associated George Bush with the Republican Party. I don't really agree with that. George Bush was not a very good conservative. I mean, that's just, that's not just what conservatives like to say to, the Republicans like to say to disagree or um, <clears throat> differentiate themselves from him. That's, that's not just one thing we like to say. But it, it's true. He was a very, very liberal, especially in the last year of his presidency. He was a very, very liberal uh, he had liberal financial views, very liberal financial views, especially because he's the one who started all the bailouts and all the spending and that sort of thing. It was just absolutely ridiculous. And Barack Obama's continuing that, but so so the thing is, one, it was because of George W. Bush. Not many people liked him, mainly because of Iraq and Afghanistan, which the Bush administration did have a few problems with handling Iraq, of course. It was a problematic situation. So that's one of the reasons. I think one of the other reasons is it all came down to the economy. And when it comes down to the economy, typically, here's how it all breaks down. Fiscal conservatives believe in a tempered, step-by-step -step solution that doesn't inject huge amounts of money or doesn't move around too much they like a solution which is typically revolves around tax cuts cutting government spending cutting government programs that results in a longer road may result in a longer not a longer road to recovery it'll recover faster but it results in longer before the individual person sees a change in their bank account and the problem is Democrats believe in welfare and things like that and increase in welfare programs. And the difference is tax cuts and cutting government spending is the only way you're really going to create jobs. And it's the only way you're really going to permanently allow more investment, more infrastructure to be developed within the economy, and more jobs to be created. But, as I said, it doesn't deposit money directly into the accounts of the people. Now, conservatives and Republicans believe that, or, or I mean, are okay with that. They understand how it works. But when it comes to the average person, the Democrats, they like welfare programs. They like the New Deal. And the big thing about the New Deal, what was so popular, is because it immediately solved a problem. Now, the solution was a temporary solution 
But it was a solution nonetheless. It gave people jobs, it got money going in the economy, and we did see that because recession, the Great Depression started in the 19, 1929, stock market crash. And FDR was consequently elected president in 1932. Now, we did see that the recession from FDR's presidency did not truly end until the end of World War II, which was, or the beginning of World War II when we started producing, which was, um, what was it? Seven years later. Seven years later. So that's a big example. Those are minor, short-term solutions that solve minor issues. But when you look at it from the public's perspective, they're thinking, and the, the general public is th- like they did then. They thought of it today in the 2008 election. Barack Obama's going to give me money in my pocket right away. Now, they don't think, will that money in my pocket help the economy? Will that money in my pocket be a permanent or temporary solution? They just want the money in their pocket. And I think it's that sort of ignorance of the best way to do things. And that sort of just poor knowledge, ignorance again, poor knowledge of how things really work in economics that contributed greatly to... Obama's election. And to put it simply, people just liked him better because they thought he could solve their problems better. They thought that Obama would be able to better solve the problems that America was facing. And, and that's how all elections break down. Which candidate do you think will lead America the best? And most people thought Barack Obama mainly because of the economy. And that's how it breaks down. You can really look at it linear, you know. If it had been for the economic problems, McCain really would have stood much better a much better chance. I don't know if he would have won or not. He was a weak candidate. But that's why it happened. Now let's look at the future problems. Economics for now and probably the next year or two is going to be the biggest thing. Because this recession, it's not... We're getting a lot of different opinions on when it's going to end. And a lot of different ideas. And it's probably going to be the big talk even as we start coming out of it. Now, a lot of people, I've talked to a few friends that have said the time is open for people who are socially liberal and fiscally conservative, which is libertarian. And I've disagreed with that simply because I don't think, well, the libertarian party, I mean, I don't think the libertarian party is going to get anywhere. But in reality, when I look at the political landscape, I see that possibility. I see social liberalism in the fact that letting, allowing things like gay marriage, allowing things like homosexuality, allowing things such as abortion to occur, and being fiscally conservative, tax cuts, cutting government spending, and when it comes down to it, that's a distinct pattern for minimized government. And personally, my personal beliefs aside, I really do see that as the future. I really do see that the Republicans are going to run out of the ability very fast, and they're doing it right now, run out of the ability to block gay marriage, to block abortion. And they're going to have to 
basically be get to the they're going to have to get to the point where they at least accept that it's happening and when it comes to the democrats now the difference is the republicans already have half of that going if that is really if the libertarian mindset of fiscal conservatism and social liberalism is the future if that's really where this all is headed then i think that it's very clear who's ahead right now as as it um relates to american parties and by that i mean the republicans are ahead in in the belief system because if you look at it democrats are fiscally liberal and uh socially liberal and their fiscal liberalism i think fiscal liberalism the fiscal portion is going to be the hardest part to get away from the parties fiscal liberalism i think is going i personally believe is going to go out of style after this because i th- i think a lot of people in america in america at least are viewing it as reckless irresponsible and it's just the way Barack Obama's doing it, at least, which is the way that all liberals want to do it in America, is they really like to spend money that we don't have. And a lot of people are getting annoyed. If the Tea Parties are any indication, now, yes, the Tea Parties are generally Republicans. Now, when it comes to the social liberalism, I really think that when it comes down to it... Now, we can use Britain's Conservative Party as an example here, I've, I read an article a while ago, a few weeks ago, that was talking about how the Labour Party is about to get defeated in the next election in Britain uh, by the Conservative Party. And that's because Conservatives over there are embracing a platform of the libertarian mindset. Social liberalism, and not necessarily social liberalism, but basically just accepting that it's happening and not continuously trying to stonewall it. And fiscal conservatism. And they're really doing well. Now, my personal beliefs aside, I'm just saying this is what I'm seeing happening in the future. Is it what I want to happen? Not necessarily. I would I would want to have the Republicans make a comeback. And that's probably going to happen. Because of the way American politics works. A lot of people are talking about the Republicans being a regional party. Which I find to be a little bit ridiculous. I think that anything you hear about the Republicans never being able to come back and never being able to get back off their feet or on their feet is just ridiculous. And it's just the Democrats and it's liberal propaganda trying to frighten the people that are voting for the Republicans into voting for Democrats. I really think that both parties are going to need an overhaul. Now, the Democratic Party doesn't need one right now, of course, because it's doing fine. But I really see the writing on the wall when it comes to the problems people are having with Barack Obama's spending, when it comes to the finally seeing the hypocrisy of people like Nancy Pelosi. I think a lot of people are starting to get frustrated. A lot of people are starting to get fed up with the Democrats. And obviously it's not enough people to necessitate a change like the Republicans had necessitated for them back in the 2008 election. And I think it's just going to matter how it all plays out in 2010 and 2012. 
I'm predicting. I, I won't go so far as to predict at this moment a Republican majority in Congress, but I really think the Republicans are going to make a good showing in 2010 if, and if, if and only if, they market themselves properly. If they market themselves as a party of government reduction. And the problem is, the liberal they need to get around the liberals who are saying, but Bush increased government. They need to say that conservatism... And being a Republican is mean, not necessarily meaning that you liked Bush and you're going to follow what Bush does. And that's one thing they need to do. I think that the longer time goes on, the easier that'll be to do, so because the memories will fade of that happening. But it's very important that they distance themselves from Bush, because Bush was not a very good conservative. He was very good on defense, and that is about it. But I think the time right now is ripe for fiscal conservatism and social liberalism, and I think a party like that would do really really well. Not necessarily the Libertarians. I think it might need to be a rebranding of the Republican Party, or some other party rebranded, but time will tell. And that is all the time we have now. I hope you have enjoyed episode 3 of that American Podcast. I'm hopefully going to get onto a more weekly schedule. And it has been great having you with us. And hopefully next week, and I don't want to get your hopes up, but hopefully I'll have a guest on. Uh, it's been really hard trying to work out schedules with the guests, and but I, I'm really close to getting one next week. But until then, I will just leave you with I am twitter.com slash thedominus. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please subscribe to my blog, thatamericanpodcast.blogspot.com, and I will see you next week.